0: This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here, folks. So, welcome back. So we got some interesting content to talk about. Here's the first one we're going to start with. As you know, last week, we had the Golden Week taking place for Stardom. We had, of course, the return of Konami. As you all know, Konami, back in December, announced that she was uh, her contract with Stardom was expiring. And she is, in fact, going to be taking some time off from wrestling due to recovering from some um, illness or disease. As you guys remembered, in October of last year... She was unable to attend any of the events that she was supposed to be in, especially the UW fight against Sudi, And this led to her match that she had with Julia on December 29th, which was her final match where she lost completely. Now, however, recently in mid-April, it was revealed by Sudi that Konami was making her return to stardom and joining God's eye. That was a big surprise for many of us, especially fans. But, however, her presence has caused a stir on two different fronts. The first one was, in fact, by Oda Tai. Starlight Kid and Momo Wananabe took a protest about this and was a bit suspicious over Konami making this decision, siding with God's Eye. Now, Many people thought the same thing. If Konami was coming back, she probably would have rejoined Oda Tai. Now, I thought the same thing about Azuki when she retired back in 2019 that when she made her return, that she was going to rejoin Oda Tai, but she didn't. As you know, she was the only re- was a wrestler who was not affiliated with any faction until she finally near the end of the um G5, she joins um stars by request of her longtime friend and rival now friend again and now her tag team partner koguma now everybody thought the same thing about konami however konami the reason i felt that she was joining god's eye was because as you know she really likes Sudi. she trusts her they are about the same kind of striking techniques they have you know they're both submission specialists striking specialists that explains a whole lot about them they could really easily work together now, however, during this time, during a press conference for the Fukuoka uh, Goddess Festival, there was a match that was set between Godzai, involving Konami, to take on the members of DDM consistent of Julia, Natsupoi, Himika, and Mai Sakurai. Now, Julia, on the other hand, believes that if DDM were able to win this match, she was going to join. DDM. However, Sudi doesn't believe that Konami is that desperate. Now, the reason Ju- Julia wants her to join was because there's more about the story that leads. As you know, DDM has been a bit losing a bit of momentum since Sudi and Mirai decided to leave. We all remember Sudi left uh, DDM back in March during the first day of World Climax, and then Mirai left at the start of the Cinderella tournament and join God's Eye. But, like I said, Sudi doesn't believe that she would join. And that's exactly. Julia is now realizing that DDM are losing a bit of momentum. And I'll explain later on after this why is that. Now, the match that they had was an uh, eight-person tag team elimination match. Now, this took place on that very same day. The first person that was eliminated was from God's Eye was Amisori and then after that with DDM it was Natsupoi then after that it was of course Sudi and Himeka and then after that it was Julia and Konami but the final person who made the last win was Mirai when she pulled off a strong arm bar strong bending hoverboard technique by Mirai making Masakurai tap out so proves in this however julia will not take this loss lightly but she has been trying to persuade konami to join ddm but however Suri knows she knows konami better however konami will never forget her last match the match that she's referring to is the one she lost to julia but she did say that their battle it will be never end so that means this feud between DDM and God's Eye will continue, but after this, they had their last match, one of their last matches in the Golden Week was against Oda Tai. However, one person did not take this kindly over Konami siding with God's Eye, and that person is Starlight Kid. Now, this was a very <coughs> interesting story. Everybody in Oda Tai decided to let go. They understand Konami, what she's trying to do. But Kid does not take this kindly. You know, she felt that Konami betrayed everything she worked for. Now, whatever reason Konami did, it's probably for the best for her. Even though she trusts Sudi more than anybody in the roster. But you can guarantee that <coughs> this topic between. Konami and Oda and Starlight Kid is not going to end right there. We could see a possible match in the future between those two. But the only question is, when will that happen? Because as you know, Konami stated she's going to be a freelancer in pro wrestling from now on. So basically, she'll be picking matches that will be best suited for her, which is understandable due to her health. But we'll just see when that happens. Now, in related note to DDM, as you know, I mentioned this before. Something caught my attention about Tam Nakano that she mentioned said to, to Natsupoi. Now, if you guys remember last year, back in 2020, the Cosmic Angels were in fact the Artist Champions all the way to 2022. I mean, 2021, where they lost to Himitboy. Mika, Himeka, and Natsupo are becoming the new champions. But however, before, they become, before losing those titles, there was a draw between them. Now, both teams were not satisfied with this. But once again, another draw happened. Now, this is where it becomes more of the story to me, what I analyze is where now we're seeing members of DDM are in denial about something. The sec, when they had that draw with Cosmic Angels, they act like it still mattered, like they won. But Natsupoy said that DDM, it's invincible. But Tam said, do you really think so? Are you okay after the split? What Tam is saying is because right now, if you remember, Cosmic Angels suffered a loss with Masakurai betraying them. The problem is, has DDM been holding their emotions over Sudi and and Mirai leaving? That is the good question. However, the momentum with DDM began to shift away. Now, here's the interesting part that becomes clear. During Fukuuka, in the Goddess Festival, Tekla lost the CWA title to Mayu Iwatani. That's one loss they had for DDM. Second was the elimination, the eight-person eight tag match elimination, which they lost. But the se- third one was with Mika, where she lost to Sayakami Tani to obtain the white belt. Now, the real question does remain, is DDM really losing momentum? Are they in denial, not seeing that things have not been the same since Sudi and Mirai left? Tam can see it. She's not bothered by it, but she is bothered that they're not taking this like like it matters. Like they think they won, even when they lose a the match, they think they can win something back. But the real question: at what cost? Right now, two things are happening with DDM at this at this time. During Fukuoka uh, God, uh, Goddess Festival, Azumi retained the the high speed title against Koguma, but her next challenger will be Tekla, so that's going to be an interesting match. But however, recently after that, <coughs> Masukurai pulled up a, a an, an a interesting upset when she pinned Koguma, and declaring herself and Julia the next challengers of the Goddess Tag League Team. Now. Julia believes that she can take those titles. This is the bigger step. But however, there are those who think, is this really too soon? I mean, right now, um, FWC just recently won those titles back. Are they just going to lose their titles just like that? Well, that is a good question, but we don't know. However, there is a lot of things that have been going on with DDM. Because at the moment, DDM are barely hanging on by a thread ever since Sudi and Mirai left. But the real question is, is Tam right? Are they really losing momentum? Tam knows it. She knows in her heart because the reason is she is suffering the same thing with Cosmic Angels since my Sukurai turned their backs on her them. But right now, with with Cosmic Angels and as we speak, there, everybody, including myself, the fan base, are waiting for the one thing that could happen, which is Wakasukiyama's first win. So. That is the one thing. Now, Masakura may have won a few matches, but however, if she loses the big match, this could be the result where, you know, is DDM really losing momentum? Well, we'll find out soon enough. But we'll get to that when that time is right. Now, speaking of Mayu Iwatani, if you guys know this, Mayu Iwatani is now the second person to become Grand Slam champion now for those who probably ask right now are saying to me J-Rod who is the first Grand Slam champion well you believe it or not the first one is none other than of course (coughs) Io Shirai now what does it require for a Grand Slam champion to have you must win the high speed belt the CWA belt and of course the wonder of stardom aka the white belt And, of course, finally, the World of Stardom, a.k.a. the Red Belt. So Io Shirai has accomplished that. Now, Miyu only accomplished three out of the four. Her last one was the CWA title. Now, the goal of this title is this. The CWA title works as a title that only will be defended by foreigners. Tsuti was the uh, the last one who vacated this title. As you know, because she became the Red Belt Champion. So, when this title was back on the line, Tekla challenged for this title. And so does uh, Mina Shirakawa. You know, some people say, really, Mina really wants to do this? Well, there's a reason why. Mina has traveled outside of Japan before, prior before joining Stardom. Uh, She actually uh, traveled to Spain and to Mexico. So, it would make sense why she would do it. But, Mayu Itani, the icon if she won this belt, that means it could be a best result for, um, you know, for her. Now, what can Ma- uh, Mayu Itani do with this belt if she's planning to go overseas? Simple. There are talks about stardom, Mickey probably having a working relationship, having a, a collaboration with AEW. I would see that happening. I mean, she could come down overseas with that belt and challenge anybody. Now, here's the kicker. no one, who, She cannot allow to challenge anybody of Japanese descent for this title because the thing is, it has to be someone foreign. And Mayu Itani, who's Japanese, she has to face that particular person. So it makes a whole lot more sense about it. And I think I would like to see her make her appearance, make it more like a beta test with AEW in order to, to make their appearance. And I think that would make a hell of a, you know, thing for us now I think that's pretty much what my so let's move on to the next topic Ninja Mac now those who may remember know know who Ninja Mac is he is a phenomenal wrestler man one of the most craziest high flyers I've ever mentioned I mean seen I was impressed by him when he makes appearances in GCW but however his biggest accomplishment to this day right now Was his appearance with Pro Wrestling Noah. Now. Some of you probably say. Why is he in in Pro Wrestling Noah? Two years ago he was supposed to go. But it was postponed due to the pandemic. And now that it was announced. That he was going to make his appearance. It happened. Now his first day with Pro Wrestling Noah. Took place on the 29th of April. During Majestic and Novations. Where he was in a triple threat match. Against two other wrestlers. One was. Alpha Wolf and Dragon Bane, both um, Hispanic wrestlers. And he put up a great impression, not only to the Japanese commentators, but to the fan base. Everybody talked about him. Now, this is the thing about Japanese re- uh, um, audience you need to do. You must have a give a good impression for them to like you, to cheer for you, to say, we want Ninja Mac. That's what he did. He did that. His entire ordeal being in Japan (coughs) was phenomenal. I have to say he built up a great reputation with Pro Wrestling NOAH. Not to mention, his last match before uh, on the 5th of May, he teamed up with Naomichi Marifuji and, of course, Yohei. And they really are impressed by him and Mari Fuji has uh revealed that they offered him a 1-year exclusive contract to be one of their regular foreign talent which is unbelievably great and they would like to see, and he will be re- making his return to Pro Wrestling Noah in July and Mari Fuji did say they will love to see him win the junior heavyweight championship and I have to say I will love that too I think he will be a great fine addition with pro-wrestling Noah but here's the thing I wouldn't be surprised if some other factions are trying to recruit him but to me I feel he could join (coughs) the Noah Jr. Army the reason I say this is because Yohei I think he is impressed by his skills as you know Yohei and is one of the few wrestlers that haven't won the the junior heavyweight title he has been at least junior heavyweight tag team champion at least two or three times or four I don't know somewhere around there but <coughs> Ninja Mac being a champion in Pro Wrestling Noah oh you can bet on that Jack I would love to see that so I'm excited for that so I would say let's just wait until he makes his return in July and talk more about him now our next topic is the return of Mia Yam to wrestling now if you all remember Mia Yam, she is This one wrestler that um, was in NXT for a while. She's currently married to Limitless Keith Lee. Everybody were wondering ever since she was released uh, where she's going to go. Many people probably thought the same thing. Like, She has to go to AEW to be with her husband. I mean, look. I wouldn't mind that happening. But to me, I feel that maybe she could try something else. Now her return to wrestling happened at Under Siege this past um Saturday on May 8th where after the match between Diana Prazo and Tail Valkyrie she returned now many people are saying she's now with Impact now however um that information is not 100% accurate basically she's like how to say a temporary member of the Impact roster. Now, from what I understand, she has no long-term deal, like a full exclusive contract with Impact. Now, some of you probably go, why not J-Rod? She should be with Impact. I would agree. (coughs) But however, (coughs) there is a short-term deal that she has with Impact that will expire around Bound for Glory. So she has six months. And this particular map, uh, thing, she wants to build up a story with Diana Prazo, And I think it's a great thing. I think maybe they never got that opportunity to have this thing going on between prazo and her. I have to say, why not? Let's see it happen. I, wa- I want to see it happen. I can't wait. Now, back to the Japanese top again. You know. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm obsessed with Japanese wrestling. So... But this next topic, this one is about the Hanakamura Memorial Show Bagus. From my understanding, if you guys remember last year, the Hanakamura Show Matinee was unbelievably awesome. I literally cried at the end, you know. It's okay to cry, damn it! But Kyoko Kamura explained this completely. Why is she doing a second annual? Well, she wasn't 100% sure if that's what people would want. But however... There were still a lot of wrestlers that could not make the first one due to scheduling conflicts, and it was like, "hmm, it wouldn't make sense. it's unearthed now, There was one person I wish that could have been there, and that was um one of her uh, hana's closest friends uh back before joining stardom. I think that was Sayuri Onoi. um she was very close with Hana back with uh wrestle One, which was uh KG Muto's Mudo's promotion. I would have assumed she was going to be there, but no. However, more information has arise. Jungle Kiona is going to be in a match, an exhibition match on this particular show, but her opponent is still a mystery. Now, it's still no clear on who will be involved in this match, who will be her opponent. There are those who believe it's going to be, of course, Konami. Now, why is that now if you follow the 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 story and history of jungle kiona and hanakamura let's explain that i think back in 2019 jungle kiona was the leader of a independent uh, faction or unit called jungle assault nation apparently they lost they were the faction that lost however Hana Kimura, who is planning to start her own faction, has no people yet. But however, Hana Kimura offered Jungle Kiona a place with her to form a faction together. It was one of the most twisted things and everyone in Jungle Assault Nation who remained joined her and later became Tokyo Cyber Squad, which also recruited Konami. Now, if you remember the history, right after Hana Kimura passed away, the Stardom officials and, and creative team made the decision to pull the plug onto uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad where Konami betrayed Jungle Kyoto and Jungle Kiyona was all alone, but she later joined STARS knowing that she has to be with them. So basically, this could, people want to see that, like, that unfinished business between those two. So that kind of would fit in. So the real question is, will it be Konami? I don't know. There are those who speculate it has to be her because if you guys remember, I mentioned this earlier. Konami is now a freelancer. So we'll see about that. But more on that. it was revealed that Kagetsu, who is one of the leaders of Oda Tai, has now going to play like a special ambassador in this type of in this event. Now it's still no indication whether she's going to be wrestling like she did last year where she teamed up with Azuki, Konami, and Def Yamasan, it's still unclear or not, but I would like to see that happen. Um, But I will have to know. But the biggest surprise was Pro Wrestling Noah star Keno from Congo. He did announce that he's going to participate in this memorial show in the match against uh, Black Hoji, sorry, I can't pronounce his name, but He did explain something, and I feel touched by it. But let me explain why. If you guys know Keno very well or know about him, Keno doesn't talk much about his life or anything. About, is he married? He likes to keep that quiet. He's always been not very picky about his private life, but more like doesn't talk about it or talk about his feelings. One day, uh, he was unable to make it. Last year, he couldn't make it to a couple of no events because, unfortunately, he contracted the coronavirus. But luckily for him, he, he survived it. He's okay. But he came out talking about telling people, come on, guys, be responsible. Be careful where you're going. So Keno realized, yes, he fucked up. He should have known this was going to happen to him. But he's telling people, be responsible. And I think that's a side of Keno i never seen before. But now I'm seeing another side of him that I'm really touched by. He explained that he's not doing this Hana Kimura show for himself. He wants to help Kyoko Kimura to prevent what happened to Hana ever happen again to anyone else. And I was like, wow, he's a generally – he plays like a a badass dude in the ring. But he is truly a good guy. I'm like, wow. I'm impressed by him. He is truly a good man. But he did say something. He said that legislations have failed to stop the rapid expansion of social media. If you guys remember what happened to Hana – these dumb motherfuckers who decided to tell Hana, take your own life. It's probably better for your life. He wants that to stop. And I understand. He doesn't want to see what happened to this woman's daughter suffered by another woman in the same matter. And I give him a lot of credit for being a guy with with guts and with integrity to stop this bullshit from ever happening again. Because I hate bullies. I really do, guys. Because those bullies think they have the power. They think they know that, who is weak, who is strong. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Hopefully you get your day soon in court. And I praise Keno for being that guy. That he's not going to let someone else try to hurt someone else like that again. Man. Man, now I'm becoming a Keno fan. <laughs> now. Our last thing we want to talk about is a very interesting topic that has been brought to this uh, attention many times over the years with AEW. There's been talk about having a brand new championship. And this one is no secret, has been talked about. This is a trios championship. Now, I know some of you probably would say, oh, come on, do we really need another championship? No. That's besides the point. There's a reason why. Let me explain. TRIO's championship doesn't just mean, oh, it's just another tag team. TRIO's championship is all about who is the dominating faction. It's always been like that. Now, if you see that you look at the never-open-weight six-man tag team champions with New Japan, they had Ring of Honor, had the the six-man tag team championships, which soon will be obsolete, but I'm not sure if Tony Khan is going to bring that back. I'm not sure. I mean, I would love to see that back, but we'll see about that. Um, we have that with AAA. Um, who else has this? Consejo Mundial Lucha Libre. Um, anybody here in the States? No, but... Japan, the only countries I do know is, of course, other than New Japan, there's Stardom with the Artist Belts. Oh, yeah, and of course, uh, <coughs> DDT Pro Wrestling. So to me, oh, yeah, and Lucha uh, Lucha Underground had that too. <coughs> but it would make sense why it goes like that. If you look at factions like the Elite, um, the Jericho uh, uh, Appreciate Society, the Black Bull Combat. Club Dark Order you have these amazing factions these guys could actually win this championship it would make a whole lot more sense so if you guys are not in the bandwagon for that then get out of the bus please understand what the trios mean if you are the champion of trios that means you are the dominating faction in AEW I have to say it's a great idea. This was already been talked about about maybe somewhere around the second Jericho cruise. There was talked about that many times over. So I don't know when that happened, but apparently from what Tony Khan is saying, they're just waiting when to pull the trigger. Now it's already been done. It's already been discussed out. But however, there is one person that uh, they're waiting for to see if they can help pull the trigger. And that is, of course, none other than the best bout machine, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. So, I would love to see that, but I hope you guys too. (sighs) Oh, wow. Amazing topic. So, hope everybody enjoys this this episode on this podcast. Uh, I want to give everybody the heads up. Um, There's going to be a time where I'm going to be taking a bit of a... Hiatus for a week, I think. I'm going to be gone from the 2nd of June and won't be back until the 10th of June. So basically, I'm going to miss a Wednesday. That will be the June 8th. Uh, Reason is I'm going to be on vacation down south in Mexico to visit some family members. They're those I haven't met yet, but I can't wait to meet them. But I will continue to do this um, until that time just giving you guys a heads up uh we'll see what happens then so right now i'm gonna say all of you thank you for listening up so i must bid all of you adieu so goodbye and have a nice day bang